no idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who you with the lights go dim. From James Cagney to, to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And dirty, dirty tricks to your made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones. Romantic crazy fans that leave no real a ton. Hollywood is still from history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. Film history, the history of film. All of it made for you. Good God, that was terrible. This is Film History, The History of Film. And we are still short one host today. I'm so sorry. We're, you know, Dev is still out doing whatever he's doing. In in the field, a field, some field somewhere, doing yeah. reporting of some kind. <laughs> he's uh, in a, he reporting to someone. This is some, something about pyramids, <laughs> I hear, but could he's, change. He's actually, uh, as of right now, his uh, field reporting has brought him to Los Angeles. Oh. So look Ooh. forward to uh, next week. The episodes are going to be the three of us in the same room. Hopefully, which no, but maybe some people didn't even know that we're not in the same room usually. But usually we're not. We we, we bring it up enough. Yeah, that's yeah, true. We yeah. talk about all swamp death. Swamp death. Yeah. yeah. It was funny, man. He said he got off the plane in L.A. and he was like, "Uh-oh." He's like, "I I want to move back." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, "It'll get you, man." Yeah, it's, It'll it's get you. undeniably better here. Yeah, this well, town <laughs> this town will grow on you mm-hmm. and it won't let you go. Like for yeah. sure. Like and I I I've I was born in Florida. I I lived there for many years. I went to college there. I love Florida. Uh, California is undeniably better. I mean. He probably got out of the plane, and the first thing he noticed is like, oh, I don't have to swim through the air. There's no humidity here. That's lovely. <laughs> I don't have to take a shower every five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh swim through the air. Oh, my God. That was the worst thing ever. Like, if you walked outside for like oh, – if yeah. you had to be out for more than 30 minutes, like, yeah. you had to take a shower when you got home. Yeah, like, dude. you just drenched in sweat. Hot oh. swamp. <laughs> hot swamp. But, hot uh, swamp. That's, my, that's the name of my autobiography. <laughs> just a hot swamp of a man. <laughs> oh, but uh, but yeah, that's our third member who is uh, on assignment right now. But uh, yeah. my name is Drake Cummings, and I'm James White Scott. We are your hosts for film history, the history of the film. film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to bring this one to you today. I accidentally spilled the beans and let Drake know what we're doing, mm-hmm. but we're gonna let you know right now, or you've probably already read the title, so you do know what this is. But lately, you know, we brought you uh, quite a few movies about driving your car really fast. We talked about Steve McQueen and Bullet. We talked about H.B. Halicki, which y'all go listen to that Gone in 60 Seconds. I promise you'll like it. H.B. Halicki and Gone in 60 Seconds. We, of course, did Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious, none other than Paul Walker. (laughs) Well, today we're going to tell you about a man that probably wished he didn't drive so fast and kind of shared the same exact fate as Paul Walker, as a matter of fact, ending his journey on his... uh, on this big rock with a big fiery ball of twisted metal and death as well. Today, we're talking about none other than James Dean. The rebel, I hear. The rebel, I hear. Uh, Really quick, I I don't mean to already put us off topic, but I do have a pretty funny, a dark dark humor funny anecdote about Paul Walker, actually. Okay. Uh, I was was, uh, having dinner with some some friends the other night. We were talking about uh, somehow... Paul Walker and Fast and Furious came up or whatever. Yeah. I think we're talking about like Fast 10. Jason Momoa got, you know, is in Fast 10 or whatever. God. And yeah. I was saying, I was like, yeah, it's it's really interesting because I had uh, never seen the movies and I watched them for the first time of the summer. And it's just, it's so haunting that like in the first couple of movies, they kept talking about like, man, Paul, what was his name in the movies? Brian. Brian, if you keep driving so fast, your car is going to explode oh, and you're going to die in a terrible true. car accident. Yes. They said that so many times. Yeah. Okay. My friend was like, oh, it was so tragic. I think I think Paul Walker had family. And then family. without missing a beat, we were like, yeah, he had family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had family. He had a daughter. He had a wife. A whole a whole family. <laughs> he had a whole crew of yeah. fast car driving people. Yeah, Fast and Furious still acts <laughs> like he's fucking alive, which is like so beyond me. It's like they're just like, he'll... 
he'll be here on the next dinner, Dom. It's like, no, he won't. No, he won't. He's not. Uh, we miss him. You know. No. I, what's the end game of that? Do you do you bring back a lookalike? Do you wait till CGI can replace him? Like, what is their end game? Of I this? mean, they're doing that. You know. They oh, are did you see the Luke Skywalker that. thing? No. Oh, um, spoilers for Book of Boba Fett. If anyone yeah. cares. Um, but yeah, they like completely like recreated Mark what? Hamill of CGI. That's insane. Yeah, bro. it's just like it's a weird android, like lifeless looking corpse walking yes. around. Yeah, it doesn't. It's uncanny valley right now. <laughs> yeah, we're not it still there. It doesn't yet. quite look right. We're not there yet. And also, even when we get there, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> I heard they brought Harold Ramis back for the new Ghost Ghostbusters. Oh really? Spoiler alert, I guess. But oh shit, maybe that was. I'm not supposed to. Talk it's about fine. That. Yeah, it's, my bad. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe we cut that part. I feel bad that I spoiled it for you oh i don't care okay gotcha. I, I i don't care about the ghostbusters franchise i, I was never uh, yeah i, I don't know. dislike it i also just don't care about it yeah you know I, it's, yeah it's yeah fun. i love the movie it's fun but yeah some people like really live or die by that shit yeah, paul walker's not paul walker fuck paul rudd is in the new one right oh god yeah that's right i'm just not a big fan of paul rudd i'm sorry that man just like he's just like white bread to me. like that man is like bread with no butter you know just like that man has never tasted a seasoning in his life i'm pretty convinced you know but uh, <laughs> hot and clueless though he was hot and clueless yeah but uh speaking of a man who tasted many spices yeah, he tasted many spices in his short life james dean he is remembered as a cultural icon of teenage disillusionment and social estrangement as ex expressed in the title of his most celebrated film, Rebel Without a Cause, in 1955, in which he starred as a troubled teenager, Jim Stark. The other two roles that defined his stardom were loner Cal Trask in East of Eden in 1955 and a surly ranch hand, Jeff Rink in Giant in 1956. Have you ever seen any of these, by the way, Drake? No, okay. I've never seen a James Dean movie. <sighs> Man, look, let me tell you. Going in blind. I love the boy. Love, mm -hmm. love the kid. He was great. <laughs> uh, he was not... I, I will say he was a different type of actor. He was mm -hmm. extremely method, so he was like just... His acting was like way over the top. Whoa. You know? Interesting. And his films, in, oddly enough, like his body of work, if you watch all of them, you'll be, you need to do it in like the daytime and like no sharp objects around because <laughs> all of his movies are like fucking depressing, dude. Really? Yeah. I watched Rebel Without a Cause, I mean, probably a few years ago for the first time. And yeah, man, it was just like kids killing each other. <laughs> like Whoa. Teenagers fucking murdering each other and shit. It Whoa. was a real look. It scared the shit out of parents at the time. They were like, are these what you kids are fucking doing? You know, out there? Like, <laughs> it was like, mom, you'd know if we were murdering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just like meeting up at the at the observatory with switchblades, you know, type of shit. knife fights? Yeah, they had knife fights at the Griffith <laughs> Observatory. It was pretty great. What the fuck? Yeah, go watch that movie. It's a trip. Cool. And then East of Eden was a john steinbeck thing just like oh my just just like the opiate the opposite of opium like whatever <laughs> that is just like super heavy you know mm. but uh but yeah but you know this episode was coming you know it's, Wait, it's that time you mean the opposite of opium <laughs> maybe the opposite of optimism is that no no opium i was thinking oh, okay. like something that would make you feel good Okay. Oh, East of I Eden see. is the opposite. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a hard watch. Okay. It's a yeah, hard yeah, yeah. watch. Like yeah. I got like thirty minutes into it, and I was like, "All right, I get it. I like, All right, no more, please. No like more I need, I need something. I need something more cheerful. Like, uh, like, uh, like a Juice World album. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Another exactly. depressed kid who also died early. Yeah. yeah. I need to watch like Pride and Prejudice <laughs> to like you know cheer myself up over here. Yeah. Uh, it's always the depressed ones that die young i know man i know <laughs> maybe there's maybe there's a correlation i'm telling you man i'm telling you and that is one thing he was definitely like he still is the icon for like emo you know in a big way like he was definitely an emo kid in the 50s you know interesting for sure. wow well, how old was he 27 he was 24 24 a lot okay. of people think he was in the 27 club yeah. but he, he didn't even make yeah. it that far yeah, he, make it that <laughs> he far. didn't make it that long yeah it was gonna say like because uh even even the you know some guys we think of dying young like uh kirk cobain and uh yeah. Uh, uh, Jim Morrison from the Doors. The Doors. Um, you know, like they made it to twenty seven. That's yeah. that's still young. But still you young. know, twenty four. He was yeah. a child. Bro. Yeah, he was a kid. Yeah, like, I mean that's. 
That's a real little peep situation. Yeah, it's a real Juice World situation. When I was twenty, that's a real Mac Miller situation. Yeah, it's a real. I can keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please don't die in your early twenties, Jesus. That's real Triplex and Tashian situation. Yeah. That's real Pop Smoke situation. <laughs> at least get at least get to your uh, existential thirty-five. You know, <laughs> right. when you want to die. You know. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, like I said, this episode was coming. I kind of want to do, I just figured like how long, you know, we're coming up on a year in June. We'll be doing this show for a year. Whoa. Yeah, our year anniversary is coming up in June. And I kind of feel like if we're going to keep doing film history, I want to lay out some basics for you. There was James Dean. I want to do like Marlon Brando, Marilyn Monroe. Okay. You know, some yeah. of like the kind of 101. The, the, the quintessentials. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the staples. The yeah. standards. You know. Yeah. But yeah, James Dean, one of the biggest cultural icons ever. I'm sure everybody out there listening knows exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, this he was one. He was the first actor to receive a posthumous Academy Award nomination for Best Actor. Oh, whoa! Yeah, he remains the only actor to have had two posthumous acting nominations. He got nominated for Best Actor in 1955 for East of Eden. And then in 1956, he got nominated for Giant. Oh, okay, and, uh, yeah. So, and, wow, two years in a row. Just yeah. took a while for this to get done and edited and stuff. Yeah, he didn't win, but he was nominated. Mm. And, again, that'll be uh, part two. I'm going to really get into his career. Part okay. one, I'm going to tell you about his birth. Okay. You know, I'm going to real James Cagney this thing. Right, you know? okay, This will cool. be another yeah. kind of, like, CAG type of yeah, yeah, yeah. It works, right? Yeah, uh, I love it. No, I, I, love, I love the origin story. I like yeah. to know... Like to know how how the how the thing happened because especially when you like you become like such a a star so young it's like you're it it I'm always curious like what how how they achieve because everyone's path is different it's not like there's a roadmap to it but like how everyone who achieved that was able to do it so young yeah because like you look at someone like a Cagney and like yeah. I mean he was well into his 30s yeah. before he like started he got, to, yeah yeah i mean he was 30 when he got famous yeah you know? so yeah. i mean it's you know sometimes it just takes a while yeah. and sometimes it doesn't and when right. it doesn't sometimes it's luck but other times it's like you, yeah you figured out something from a young age that took other people a lot longer to figure for out for sure and you think about it, this man was 24 years old when he died but like Dude, like this guy is probably, I would say, arguably one of the most depicted people in the world. You know, I see James Dean on more stuff than Abraham Lincoln. You know, like <laughs> you probably James Dean might be more famous than like uh, Henry VIII. You know what I mean? Sure, like arguably, yeah. like more people. You see this guy. You can't walk down Hollywood Boulevard without seeing him thirty times. Yeah, you know, he's on. He's still on every T-shirt. He's still mm -hmm. on. He's murals all over Hollywood. Yeah, and this man is like for such a young guy. Mm -hmm. He just made such an impact. You do know? you do you think that he was aware of how big of an impact he left? Like, or you know, it, during that time, like if if you had told him like. Uh, you're gonna die this year. Do you right. think that we'd, he thought people would still be talking about him this many years later? I don't think so. And I also, I mean, it's the chicken or the egg type of thing. I don't know if he would have if he hadn't died. You right. know, yeah. I mean, if James Dean were alive today, would we think about him? We probably we would think about him as a big movie star back right. in the day. But I don't know if he would have. Same with Marilyn. You yeah. know, Marilyn died so tragically, and I think it really helped. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Dying in your prime yeah. solidifies you as a legend. Yeah. Because uh, it's always like the, oh, what could have been? Yeah. Because you look at a lot of, like, legends who lived, and we just don't really care or talk about right. them. You know what I mean? For like, sure. Well, they respect them, but it's not right. just like we don't idolize them in the same way. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, so. and there were guys who, uh, at the time, when he and... I've talked about this before on the show, but he... Like, at the time, uh, a lot of the big, older actors hated him. You know, Humphrey Bogart thought James Dean was just this, like, whiny baby. You know? I love it. I love, yeah. I love when... I love when old heads are mad. Yeah, man, I, they I, were mad. <laughs> like they hated him and Marlon Brando. They would, they he basically they saw him as like a TikTok star. You love know, it. like yeah, I like that was it. kind of like yeah. the equivalent. Stay mad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were mad. They did not like it. It was like what are these kids? And I told you about you know like method acting came over from Russia. And these kids are all doing method acting out here. Mm -hmm. And these old heads, like you said, were just like, what do you got? You bringing some like weird Russian <laughs> shit out here? You know, like, well, just what's, all, act. what's all this communist acting? Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what are these commies doing? Except for Cag. He loved it, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, these were just, you know, 
pretty kids who were clueless to how this shit really worked, man. You know, that was the guys of like bogey's ilk kind of mm. thought that. And I mean, you know, this guy's his whole career happened while he was like 22 years old, you mm-hmm. know, just like a little little shit. Yeah. You know, walking amongst walking amongst legends over yeah. here. And uh, my goal here today is to tell you all about him. Um, as famous and legendary as he is, people really don't know. Some people really don't know much about his, his early life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it gets very interesting. He had a very interesting upbringing. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, to this day, a lot of people talk about was he gay, was he bi. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that was a oh. huge thing. He had a, he had a journal where he would, like, draw penises and talk about, like, boys and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. By the I'm way... I'm leaning towards the yes. I, that's the thing. It's like, hey, man, spoiler alert, you know, like, <laughs> most actors, <laughs> like, especially dudes who, like, are in New York studying under, like, straw. They probably will take either way, you know. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there. Mystery solved. Maybe we can move on, you know. Call me insane, but maybe he liked both, you know, like uh, like other actors during his time, like Marlon Brando. You know. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Marlon Brando was fucking uh, Richard Pryor back in the day. But there's some other stuff that a lot of people like don't really know about James Dean. Like, James Dean had stuff that nowadays would be diagnosable, I think. I think he had some stuff going on upstairs that back in the day they just thought he was a a broody guy. But I also think he was manic. He was like, he had like Mm. manic, depressive traits. You you think he was bipolar? I think he was bipolar. He Mm. would have, his friends all said he would have these like extreme mood swings. He would Mm. have like, manic episodes um some people say he'd show up at your house at like 1 a.m in like a a manic episode and it would be this like he was either like really happy or really angry or really Mm -hmm. you know yeah he was always kind of on the brink yeah yeah, of something yeah of something i mean he his death was very manic you know he was just driving his car like impossibly fast Mm. on a you know he was probably having an episode Mm. to be honest yeah and uh he also he had stuff like he didn't really bathe or shower very much, and he would kind of walk around in like tattered old clothes held together by safety pins. What? And he said he'd be like dirty. Like he would show up at like the Roosevelt for a, a dinner at this like fancy with like agents and producers, and he'd be like barefoot and like dirty, and like it what looks like fuck? he just like came out of a fucking sewer. You Weird. Know? Yeah, and he yeah. was like this huge movie star, and people would just see him walking around looking like a hobo. You know, like smelling. Wow. Smelling for thirty foot radius, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, how, what, if you're the Roosevelt. What do you what do you say? Yeah, you don't say shit. Like uh, you just clean the chair after he's done using it, you know, like or burn it or whatever. Burn it or or just sell it to like it's one of those guys at that gas station I was telling you about. Oh, who yeah. really like to pick up boys at the gas station. Oh, yeah, you sell yeah. him that chair, you know. James Dean's like dirty ass was in this chair if you want it, you know. <laughs> It still smells really bad, but you might like it. <laughs> the old gas station boys. <laughs> James Byron Dean, which, by the way, great name. You know, James, man. <laughs> he was born on a, I would like to think I was named after him, but I'm pretty sure I was actually named after, like, the Bible or something. But uh, I'm just, I just tell people James Dean. But uh, <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> He was born on February 8th, 1931. So right there in the beginning of uh, the CAG era, you know. I'll do a little... When are we? <laughs> Go ahead. When are we? <laughs> People are going to hate us. This is also the year uh, Robert Duvall, William Shatner, and James Earl Jones were all born in 1931. And oh, wow. Yeah. All still alive. I was about to say, yes. James Earl Jones, 1931? Same year as wow, James Dean. That's Same year as James Dean. Is that not weird to think about? You know? Damn. That's why we do. When are we? Well, you know? are we? When are we? <laughs> <laughs> it was a big year for births, actually. You had Gorbachev. He Whoa. was born in 1931. Rupert Murdoch. Whoa. Was born. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. <laughs> the leaders of our world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those two guys probably hung out quite Spons a few times. <laughs> yeah, the spawn. Of Satan, uh, some good people: Desmond Tutu, uh, other bad people: Don King, Ike Turner, uh, some other good people: Olympia Dukakis, Rita Moreno. All these people are born in 1931. It was wow. just like this big year where like people are just being born into the fucking world. People you know, just being born. <laughs> I think the CAG took the stage. He was yeah. tap dancing, and everybody's like, "It's time, baby! It's time to fuck! It's time to fuck! <laughs> <laughs> let's let's watch some Cagney tonight and fuck!" You know. 
And uh, <laughs> all these babies are like, did we get here in time for the keg? <laughs> it's like, not really, but <laughs> you're here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was also some famous deaths that hit home for us here at Film History. F.W. Murnau, the director of old Nosferatu, he died in 1931. Oh, whoa. Yeah, he died to make room for Gorbachev or whatever. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I'm sure, it, I don't know, you think yeah. he would have, he, he may have, I don't know if he would have liked Gorbachev. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, definitely Rupert Murdoch. I, like, yeah. there, was, there was some sort of satanic sacrifice. It's yeah. like your soul must disintegrate yeah, so we dude. can birth Murdoch. <laughs> it is weird that like the king of like you know satanic movies and shit dies, and Gorbachev and <laughs> Rupert Murdoch come oh. out. I, I know nothing about Gorbachev. I know he was supposed to tear down a wall at some point. Tear down this wall, yeah. Gorbachev. Did he do it? He did it. Cool. Tear off these pants. <laughs> uh, well, I guess David Hasselhoff did it, depending on who you ask. You Wait, know, what? It, well, if you ask David Hasselhoff, he says he tore down that wall. Wait, wh- <laughs> <laughs> Wait what's his logic there? Okay. There was a time <laughs> where they were going to tear down the Berlin Wall. And David Hasselhoff, famous Baywatch, David Hasselhoff, <laughs> with his fucking... Like pubic hair in his on his chest, you know his, his whole body was covered in pubic hair, mm-hmm. and it still is. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a time where he's like standing on the Berlin Wall doing a show for all the people, and uh, yeah, he says to this day he had a big he had a big uh, big thing there for tearing down that wall. They tore down that wall for the Hoff, for the Hoff baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it, too. You can't just prove it. Nope. Can't prove it wrong. Can't prove it wrong. (laughs) Don't even try. He'll hang up on you. (laughs) Throw a hamburger at you or whatever. He had that, like, super drunk hamburger video, too. That's right. Yeah, he was just eating in and out. He's oh, like, you got true. any, you got any hotels available? <laughs> that's right. That's that's my only reference on Hasselhoff is growing up with those commercials. Dude, watch him in Baywatch. It was like, no way, no woman liked this man, but they did. Like all the women liked this man. Like, dude, and it was just like, why, dude? Like he was like a blob of mayonnaise covered in hair. You know, it was just weird. Oh, Same shit God. with Paul Rudd. It was like, what is it? Non buttered, non seasoning shit. You know. But uh, <laughs> uh, another guy who died and made a shit ton of room in 1931, Thomas Edison, died oh, this year. Yeah, uh, hell was just get, gaining some angels. <laughs> yeah. uh, to give one, you gotta get one. Yeah, <laughs> Thomas Edison dies. Rupert Murdoch comes in. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. This is the this is the this is the year that Thomas Edison just went straight to fucking hell. There's no doubt about it. I don't even believe in hell, but I think like yeah. his inventors probably invented a hell yeah, for yeah, him yeah. to go to. You know, yeah, he probably it. like uh, trademarked it to the gills or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he trademarked hell. <laughs> 1931 was also the year the Star Spangled Banner was adopted as the national anthem. What? Yeah, it took him that long. It took him that long. What, yeah. what was the national anthem before this? It's just like we love America. <laughs> <laughs> you just stand there and sing whatever you wanted to. You know? <laughs> just like, sing some Juice World. <laughs> They're like, what's this? You'll know in about 100 years. In 100 dude. years, dude. <laughs> You'll understand. Uh, this is a big year for the mafia. Uh, the five families of the mafia are established this year after the assassination of Joe the Boss Masseria. And his next in line, Salvatore Maranzano, they both got murdered. Mm. And uh, they were assassinated. They were like the big kings. They both get killed, and the five families split apart and established in 1931. Has there been a movie about this point yet? I think, yeah, there's been some movies about that. Okay. But actually, I don't know about that particular assassination, though. That would be very About the five families splitting, though? Have they they covered that? I don't know. That's interesting, huh? Skazy, you got some time left. Yeah, get on man, it. Come on, let's do this. Let's get let's get Daniel Day Lewis out of out of his cobbler shack in Italy and get him in another movie. You know? <laughs> but yeah, while this is all going on, that's when we are. Little baby James Dean is being hatched. <laughs> He's being hatched into the world. He's being born in an apartment, the Seven Gables apartment on the corner of 4th Street and McClure Street in Marion, Indiana. Okay. Yeah, he's born in an apartment in Indiana. Cool. And uh, he was the only child, which is weird at the time, unheard of. Right. He wasn't yeah. like one of eighty, you know, yeah, like Cagney one, was. One <laughs> he was just yeah. the he was the only child of Mildred Marie and Winton Dean. That was his mom and dad. 
And they lived in this apartment, but Winton was actually a farmer. And again, it was a big farm family. Uh, like, yeah, James Dean's family were they were farmers. Okay. And uh, but they had this apartment. They didn't live on the farm. Okay. And honestly, I don't even. There's not much about Winton. He was really private. James mm-hmm. Dean's dad. He like he he famously was not a very. Uh, a very well liked person uh, in the James Dean fan club. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. He was he was kind of like a piece of shit dad, uh, you know. Okay. And he basically like when James Dean started acting, he was basically like, "Yeah, never talk to me again." <laughs> yeah, you know, like let's let's sever this now. We, we can just uh, pretend that we never, I never had you. You know, <laughs> no son of mine's not going to be a goat farmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you better get on that farm. Son. You think you're better than the goats? <laughs> and it's so funny because James Dean, like in in his like in some of his movies, he's like a rancher, and his dad is just like the fuck he was. <laughs> I tried to get him to be a rancher. Oh, I see right through this ruse. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he took those roles because he was like, maybe my dad will. Yeah, like, maybe this is a compromise for my dad. And he was just like, no. He probably was just playing his dad. Yeah, you know, that's probably why those movies are so sad. Yeah. So terrible. But uh, no, they're not terrible. They're good, but they're sad. Be ready. But uh, James was close to his mother, Mildred, however. Everybody who knew them said she was kind of like the only one who understood him. Mm-hmm. And again, we're getting into, I'm pretty sure he was just like. Full of ADHD or something, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. that at the time they would just call you like a, a problem child, right? You know, yeah. but in reality, he was just, you know, were we still were we still throwing people into uh, psychiatric wards? Oh yeah, were we still lobotomizing at this oh, point. Oh yeah, cool. oh, yeah. yeah. He was probably five seconds away from getting <laughs> that brain yanked out of his nose for sure. <laughs> he might be alive today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in know, a way, in a way, he, we never would know who he was. He'd probably be an Indiana farmer. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'd, be, <laughs> he'd be breathing. I don't know if he'd be living. <laughs> I don't know if he'd be living. This is basically your uh, run-of-the-mill 1931 childhood. You know, mm. dad hates you. Mm. Uh, you probably got some sort of weird issues with your brain that we don't know about <laughs> yet, and. Uh, dad's throwing bottles at you you know and you're the only and he was the only kid in the house so dad has a one target you know for these bottles yeah. um, no i don't think he threw bottles i think he was more just like just don't just get away from me just you know just, just be a rancher yeah, just <laughs> be a rancher or be gone yeah <laughs> be a rancher or be gone but yeah you're either uh you're gonna die in a billiards hall fight at 15 or go on to become a huge movie star you know the choice is yours that's basically <laughs> Being born in 1930, that was it. <laughs> you can get you can get murdered with a switchblade in some sort of Indiana bar, or move to Hollywood, where you probably get murdered with a switchblade in some Hollywood bar. But yes, um, good options. <laughs> and it made it even worse for him and his dad because when he was born, his dad kind of had to give up his farm in life. You know, he had to go like. He uh he actually became a dentist when James Dean was born. Wait, why? I I think it was a money thing. I think his wife was like, "Look, I know you got these farm dreams, but we have a kid now. You know, you got to go get a real job." What is <laughs> yeah. farming not like a real job? Like, I mean, these... who, who wants to be a farmer? <laughs> it's so much work. <laughs> well, this was also the time of the Dust Bowl, so uh, he might have also been having trouble with the farm. It was not a good time uh, to be a farmer, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of John. Steinbeck talking about the Dust Bowl. Anyway, so wait, wait. Um, so he just became a dentist. He just became a dentist. Did you need schooling at this no, point, man. or could anyone with pliers just be a dentist? Yeah, you know teeth. <laughs> you know we got them. You know how to pull them. <laughs> just don't pull the wrong one. Yeah, you know? just pull the ones that hurt out. Pull the ones that hurt. <laughs> pull the one next to it, just in case. That might hurt later, you know. And then give them some uh, cocaine and Morphine send them out the door. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give them some heroin and cocaine and send them out, you know. That's basically what they're here for in the first place. He's like, listen, full disclosure... Uh, all dental work really is just giving people drugs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's 1931. We don't know what we're doing yet. Yeah, just but uh, take take a tooth to make it look legitimate, and then yeah. send them on the way. Put on this coat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be covered in blood at all times. <laughs> people in the 30s had really bad teeth. But <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, man, he had to give up his farming his farming dreams, man, for this little shit. You know, this little <laughs> shit Jimmy that's being born. It's not even gonna become a. He's just gonna become a famous movie star. You know, <laughs> nothing that I'm proud of. <laughs> <laughs> He's only gonna make millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, and become like more famous than yeah, like I said, like Henry the fucking eighth. You know, like my son will be 
king of society, but uh, he ain't no farmer, that's for sure. He ain't no real man. He ain't no real man. <laughs> he's one of them pansy dick-drawn boys. <laughs> he's, he's tap dancing in the kitchen <laughs> while avoiding my bottles. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Winton becomes a dentist, and uh, basically six years into his dental practice, he got an offer to be a dentist out in California. And uh, he moved his family to Santa Monica in 1937. So wow. around when James was six years old, he moved okay. to Santa Monica. Yeah, and his dad, uh, his dad kept that Santa Monica house. I think like until he died. I think he died in that house. Oh, wow. Dean. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, from the farm to the beach, bro. It's just gonna be like <laughs> nothing but chicks and surfing, dude. Uh, but it wasn't. Not at all. Oh. Uh, <laughs> in 1938. When James was seven years old, a ripe old age for his time in the 30s, you know, it's already time for him to start getting into the mines or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, got to start pulling some teeth. Yeah, he's got to start pulling. <laughs> Help me with his tooth, boy. Uh, <laughs> the guy's just like, are you sure? Uh, <laughs> get the hammer. Get the hammer. Get the mallet. This guy's got some real teeth in here. Get that mallet for me, son. My boy's going to become a famous movie star. Uh, but no, when he was seven years old in 1938, his mother, Mildred Marie, got really sick. She just, like, all at once lost all this weight. She wasn't eating, and no one knew what was going on, but she died. She ah. just fucking up and died. They found out it was uterine cancer that mm. she died of that she didn't know about, you know, because mm. it was 1931. Right, yeah. And, um, yeah, she died, and that was where things kind of went south for him at that point. Cause now, How'd they figure out after the fact? I don't know. I guess the the biop or the autopsy, maybe. I guess maybe they like just cut her open. I don't know. Yeah, just pulling stuff out. Be like, oh, this is the problem. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> it was in her uterus. I cut up everything else. Found it right there at the end of the shift. You know? <laughs> I was just about to leave. <laughs> Going on my lunch break. Found this cancer. But uh, so well, we got to the bottom of that. Yeah. And tell me if this shit doesn't sound familiar. So when Jimmy's mom died, his dad was like, well, you know, time for you to go. Uh, <laughs> you got to go somewhere else. You and I aren't going to live together. You know, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't even like you all that much. And uh, I'm pretty sure you don't like me, even though <laughs> you're the kid. So you're seven, but you're seven, but I know you don't like me. You know, I, I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> so, so he sends James to live with his aunt and uncle, Hortense and Marcus Winslow, on their farm in Fairmount, Indiana. Who was that? That uh, Will Rogers, right? No, who was it that kept getting moved to farms? Uh, uh, wasn't it um, uh, Steve McQueen? Yeah, I think it was Steve McQueen. Yeah. Yes, that was it. Yeah, 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 okay, cool. yeah. He basically got the same thing. He was okay. like. You're going to live on a farm, you okay, know, because yeah, yeah. we don't like you around here. Yeah. And uh, don't bother calling. You know, I don't even have a phone. It's 1931. So. <laughs> <laughs> and um, to make things even more fun for him, he moves to this farm in Indiana, and they were Quakers. So like, Quakers like are... the oats? <laughs> yeah, like, kind of. Like, they're oh, the yeah. ones who, who who made the oats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that guy on the, on the Quakers' oats, he's yeah. a Quaker. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just like really conservative Protestants who mm. think basically like having fun is a sin. I see. Like yeah. no dancing, no mm. drinking, absolutely mm. never say a cuss word, mm. you know. And they also, they studied quietism, his aunt and uncle. It was this 1700s Protestant practice that focused on manners and avoiding any disruptive behavior, which was great for little Jimmy, who's probably like riddled with ADHD. Right, you know? yeah, 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 like, yeah. Shut up, kid. <laughs> You're being too loud for God, you know. <laughs> Jesus doesn't like this. <laughs> Jesus doesn't like creative kids. He doesn't like creative kids. Stop drawing those pictures. It's a sin. <laughs> like, for real. Like, that's a joke, but that's for real. Like, if you're drawing pictures in your room, you're, like, sinning against God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's, like, if unless, you're drawing the cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you're... Unless you're doing stained glass windows with, with Jesus on it. Yeah, if you're going to do your art, at least glorify God, you know. That was... At least build false idols like that thing we're not supposed to do. I just can't even imagine a, a 1930s Dust Bowl house in Indiana with Quaker aunt and uncle. Must no. I, a nightmare. Yeah, I can't imagine living in the past. No. It's all of it, none of it sounds good or fun. It sounds way too quiet, 
to mm-hmm. me. Like there mm-hmm. were definitely days in this house mm-hmm. where it was just silence. You yeah. know, like no doubt about it. And just like looking at dirt. <laughs> you know, like just quiet dirt. Like that was quiet. that was his life for a while. That's what that's the that's the title of this episode is Quiet, quiet Dirt. dirt. <laughs> And uh, to make things even more fun for him in the quiet dirt of Indiana, <laughs> uh, old Jimmy. So this is uh, kind of a trigger warning for anybody out there who, uh, you know, this is getting into some uh, diddle diddle territory. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, damn. Jimmy was going to church with his aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. of course, you know, like you do, probably every day. Mm-hmm. And there was this priest there named Dr. James DeWeird. His last name was DeWeird, by the way. DeWeird. That should have been the first fucking yeah. clue to stay away from this guy. <laughs> and, uh, Sounds so made up. <laughs> I know. Dr. James DeWeird. <laughs> and we have a lot of information on this man, by the way. Wait, really? A lot of information. Oh, that... He was like a big pastor. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, yeah, and I mean, I think we know a lot about him because... Because of the bad stuff? Because of the bad... Well, um. we didn't know about the bad stuff until the 90s. What? No. Not, Whoa. In 1997, Elizabeth Taylor did an interview with Kevin Sessoms, a journalist for POZ Magazine. And this is a quote from that interview. I'm just, I'm quoting Elizabeth Taylor. This is what she said. This is not what I'm saying. She said, I'm going to tell you something, but it's off the record until I die, okay? When Jimmy was 11, he began to be molested by his minister. I think that haunted him for the rest of his life. In fact, I know it did. Yeah, you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a theory that that traumatic thing <laughs> that the boy went through, I think he remembers. I think he remembers. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only... Of course it did, because not only it, – it didn't stop when he was a kid. It was into his teenage years. He had, like, a relationship with this guy. Whoa. He had, like, a – and this guy, it, when he started his, uh, you know, relationship I – don't, I, I don't – when he started molesting James Dean, he himself was about 25 years old. So he was, like, a younger guy as well. Okay, I'll, I'll give you the rundown here. Okay. Dr. James DeWeird. I'll tell you a little bit about him. Okay. There's a website out there. For all of you who want to go check it out, it's called RecipesForRebels.com, and it's essentially like James Dean and other celebrity-based recipes. It's really interesting. It's like food that they liked. It's like okay, Elizabeth yeah. Taylor's favorite pie, you know, like uh, shit like that. He's yeah, to make it. yeah. Okay. Humphrey Bogart's favorite cigar cake. You know, he probably ate cigars. Yeah, I would just, right, I just too. imagine. Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of flour, you just the ash from the old cigars. <laughs> Add a drop of ash, then some cognac. You got a cake. That fucking James Dean is a little shit. He's just like hammered. He's like, I don't like him. I don't like him, I tell you. Him and that Marlon Brando, I think they've been poking each other behind the behind the theater. But I- <laughs> Laura McCall is just like, oh, bogey, calm down, you know. So, <laughs> so go check out recipesforrebels.com. It's interesting. Uh, some of the food looked pretty good, I'm not going to lie. But the site had a lot of recipes from James DeWeird, like more than more of his recipes than like some of the actors on there. They, they really had a, had a thing for Dr. James DeWeird. Weird. And they wrote a little article about A lot about of recipes him. for cream pies? Yeah. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> and uh, a cherry on top for sure. All the cherries that he took. Um, <laughs> so they wrote a little article about this man before the interview. This was before the interview with Elizabeth Taylor. So they were like, "This guy's great, you know. No, no diddling to be seen here." They said, "Dr. James DeWeird was a pastor at the Fairmount Wesleyan Church and a member of the Fairmount School Board." When nine-year-old Jimmy Dean moved back to Indiana to live with his Aunt Hortense and Uncle Marcus Winslow in the large white farmhouse just outside of town. He was a well-respected member of the community and known for his hospitality, inviting people to his home for dinners or desserts and coffee. He had an infectious sense of humor and often quoted the wealth of poetry he had memorized. So he's having all the families over to his house. He's he's the pastor, you yeah. know, and he's he's a cool guy. Yeah, he like he's cool knows young, poetry. Yeah, cool yeah. young pastor. Yeah, the young hot yeah. pastor. Yeah, loves poetry. Yeah, yeah. 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 And all the all the all the kids love him. Yeah, you know, and uh, gives him treats. Yeah, <laughs> he gives, he he drives him around in that van with no windows. <laughs> you know. 
Um, actually, he would like drive them around though, for real, and, uh, like on like motorcycles and shit too. He uh, was like the cool guy, you okay. know, a real cool pastor. Just letting your kid ride on a motorcycle, this man. <laughs> yeah, the most yeah, yeah, erotic yeah. way to no travel. Helmets. No helmets, you know. Just, just like the most erotic way to travel. Oh it's like yeah, you're straddling this man. Yeah, yeah. You go go straddle life. the pastor. <laughs> go straddle. Go son. Go straddle the pastor. <laughs> you're never gonna be anything anyway. So. You know, we're going to feed you to the church at this point. Uh, it's just quiet dirt around here in church. So, so DeWeird became a mentor to the young James Dean, who would later describe him as his hero. And he, like, James Dean had this whole thing. I mean, again, he died really young. Mm-hmm. So he, he, like, tried to emulate this man. He saw him as his mentor, mm-hmm. you know? And, I mean, this happens. It's like yeah. a Stockholm Syndrome yeah, 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 type yeah, yeah. of deal, yeah. you know? He he twisted this man in his head to be, like, yeah. a guy who actually cared about him. Right, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the Reverend, he was only 15 years older than Dean, was a worldly man whose extensive travels and knowledge fascinated the boy. Evelyn Washburn, a Fairmount historian, wrote, To really understand Dean as his hometown understands him, you must know about the man after whom he patterned his life. To know this cultured, tolerant man, with his flair for living, his fire and humor, his dazzling intelligence, is to know Jimmy Dean. The Reverend became Dean's closest friend in Fairmount, with whom he would share his deepest secrets and highest abstract thoughts. To a a (laughs) nine-year-old. To a nine-year-old. Mark. <laughs> Anytime an adult wants to be best friends of a kid, yeah. like red flag, red flag. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, tell me again how he was reciting poetry to you, you know, like on his motorcycle. Like this is, it's all bad. Marcus Winslow <laughs> believes he was one of the very few people Jim was comfortable sharing his feelings about the loss of his mother. They would continue to correspond throughout Jim's entire life. As a young boy, DeWeird said, Jim was usually happiest stretched out on my library floor reading Shakespeare or other books of his choosing. He loved good music playing in the background. Tchaikovsky was his favorite. So, kids, Mm -hmm. if you meet a grown man or it's someone in his 20s and he wants you to listen to Tchaikovsky (laughs) and read Shakespeare, run. (laughs) Run. Tchaikovsky's great. Not for kids. <laughs> you know, a little too highbrow. Like, uh, he's telling me kids going to read Shakespeare and understand what the fuck he's reading. Yeah. Yeah. It's like reading Macbeth, listening to Tchaikovsky in the cool, the cool pastor's library, you know. Sprawled out on the Sprawled floor. Sprawled out on the Sprawled floor. Sprawled out on a, on a bear rug <laughs> next to the fireplace. Yeah. And the pastor's <laughs> laid next to him with a glass of wine. <laughs> like, let's take our shirts off, you know. A little hot, a little hot in this quiet dirt today. <laughs> Ah, this is terrible. So, <laughs> so it gets even better. DeWeird was appointed by the governor of Indiana as chairman of the State Juvenile Delinquency Study Commission. So uh, they gave him all the, the juvenile all, delinquents. All the naughty kids. Yeah, they gave him the naughty kids. They were like, fix these kids. And these kids like, are being rather naughty today. <laughs> he's like, I got some Tchaikovsky for these kids. Yeah, these kids are being naughty. He's just running. He's walking around with like a paddle. He's like, who's the naughtiest boy in here today? <laughs> no. You know? <laughs> He says uh, he had strong interest in child welfare. He took took young Jim and other groups of boys to the art museum in Indianapolis, to the Indy 500. He'd bring bring them to the races. Uh, He would bring them swimming at the YMCA and nearby Anderson. And he inspired Jim's interest in bongo drums, yoga, which the weird practice daily. Of course he did. <laughs> and bullfighting. He got Jimmy really into bullfighting and yoga. He's like, if, if you can stretch good, it'll help when we wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Just remember when you're doing your downward dog, it's better without a shirt on, you know. A lot of uh, take your shirt shirt off. Yeah, know. activities. Let's go to the art museum. Look at all the nude art. Yeah, is nude art cool? Yeah, your your aunt and uncle won't know about this. You know, I'm the cool pastor. We'll read some Shakespeare and look at some tits because I I love tits. I don't like boys. Oh my god, but you're different. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. But this is the last thing on that list you say bullfighting? Bullfighting, yeah. He just like <laughs> he was like, I love bullfighting. He was he, he he was this guy. They said he would drive around in like big flashy cars. He was rich, you know, because he's like 
the governor appointed him the king of the, the <laughs> naughty kids, so he's getting paid for that. And he's like the cool sunglasses wearing pastor, and he'd drive around in like cool ass cars and motorcycles. And you know, he and he and Jimmy would go watch bullfighting. You know? Okay, oh, so they watched bullfighting, I, or yeah, did, I mean, did they engage. No, in the they might have engaged in bullfighting out there in the quiet dirt. There's no doubt about it. How do you? Is do you use like a baby bull for the kids? No like, way, man! How... Get them started early. <laughs> Take your shirt off. You got to run from this bull. <laughs> Ole! Oh my god! <laughs> Little what Jimmy Dean just out there with a red handkerchief <laughs> in the middle of a pasture in Indiana. You know, oh, <laughs> like maybe the, the dust bowl will come and we can't even see the bull. You know? How did the kids live through this? Uh, it, how did the kids live through the '30s? Like <laughs> in general, you know. I'm sure this man was like one of millions of cool, uh, uh, quiet dirt pastors who had a lot of kid friends in his flashy cars. You know, a lot of kid friends. <laughs> uh, he also his big flashy car. He taught James Dean how to drive oh, in his big flashy car. Okay. So he's also kind, kind of, of responsible for his death. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. You know, Tom how to drive stick. Yeah, you know he did. I mean? <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh man, we're not cutting any of this. No, 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 it stays in. The statute of limitations. I'm yeah. not making fun of recent no. uh, child molestation. Absolutely not. This is 1930s child molestation. Exactly, exactly. That we didn't even know about until 1997. Yeah, you exactly. Uh, <laughs> that makes it better. <laughs> this is a quote from the man, the myth, the legend himself, the coolest pastor in the quiet dirt. He said, <laughs> All of us are lonely and searching. But because he was so sensitive, Jimmy was lonelier and he searched harder. <laughs> He wanted final answers, and I think I taught him to believe in personal immortality. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, what dude. What the fuck does that mean? The man sat around listening to Tchaikovsky all day, like, and reciting poetry. This man is directly responsible for his death. Absolutely. He's like, you're immortal, here's how to drive fast cars. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. For real, though, like, his, his manic... Mm-hmm. S- stuff might have really come from this, you know? Yeah. I mean, he was like... 21 years old just thinking like oh shit <laughs> I don't I don't think that guy was a good guy you know? <laughs> but like he's, but he's the, my hero the only one who's ever been nice to me yeah well that's yes. the thing it's like this is probably the only man who's ever been nice to him in his entire life so far yeah you know like yeah. the only one ever loved him is his dad you yeah. know what I mean like yeah his dad hated him yeah and he sent him to the Quaker aunt and uncle clearly not getting a whole lot of like uh, uh, male attention you yeah. know like uh, support you know his dad hated him I'm sure yeah. I'm sure Quaker dad wasn't great either no like, Quaker dad was probably terrible i mean yeah probably like hit him and shit yeah so and and imagine you live in the quiet dirt and this man's got the coolest car in town yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just anything you know tchaikovsky's better than quiet yeah yeah Uh, at least i'm hearing something besides like dirt rubbing together you know like the squeaking of granules of dirt all day (laughs) and the wind <laughs> At least I'm hearing something that's not the fucking dust bowl for yeah. one day. Um, I mean, I, th- I mean, this is unfortunately the story of like a lot of abuse cases because like I, I, you're so young and impressionable at that age. It's usually not against the child's will. No, like for they sure. just don't know any right. better to know that it's abuse. Right. You know? Exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, Especially from a pastor. Yeah. You know, yeah. If he's doing it, it must be right. You know, yeah. I mean, he's right. He's 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 the god man. Yeah, the governor. The government told him that he's in charge of the kids. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So like, yeah. whatever that man says, God you know. told him to drive fast cars. Exactly, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. And listen to Tchaikovsky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the website says that he made amazing honey rolls. By the way, he, ah. he loved him some uh, some buns. Ah, you know, yeah, for I see. sure. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, it's just a man made of red flags. It's just all all <laughs> flags are up, and we. We're just driving through anyway, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were like, "Take care of him for the D- day." Did none of the Quaker like family have like an issue with the fast car driving pastor? They like- ha- I. That's the interesting part. I imagine that a lot of them did see him as like uh, the new again, like a TikTok mm-hmm. guy in their religion, you know. Mm-hmm. But I guess. I don't know. I mean, I guess it was it was probably a thing too of just like just get out get out of our house, yeah. you know. And he was just like a crazy kid, so like this guy wants to take care of him. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like he's yeah. asking he's asking questions. Yeah, like but questions. that is an interesting question because these people who studied quietism are mm. like, we love this like flashy guy at church, mm. you know? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and Shakespeare. Shakespeare had to be like totally against yeah. their whole thing. Yeah, you know, reading. Shakespeare's about fucking. Yeah, and, yeah. It's and like drugs. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it like puts down Christianity a few times. Probably. His, <laughs> but there was a lot of speculation about old De Weird. Let's just say that. Mm. I mean, not only speculation, but like. Elizabeth Taylor said that he said, mm-hmm. you know, that he had a relationship with this guy. And like I said, I mean, it, it went on into his teenage years in high school. Why did she want it to come out after she died? Well, she probably didn't want to... Answer questions? Yeah, and I met you don't want to be the, the person to, like... Uh, to break that news? Yeah, even yeah. I even was hesitant to bring this to this episode today, just because, mm-hmm. like, saying that James Dean was molested as a kid is a big thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a big fucking deal, you know? And... It is. You do feel kind of like you're outing someone and you're telling their secret. Yeah. But also, I mean, it's kind of important. It is super important, and I think yeah. it like probably that he was probably of the age where he was coming to terms with what happened to him as a kid. Yeah. Which contributed to his mania. Absolutely. Like that's you know like not absolutely. an insignificant factor in like probably his death. It like, absolutely could have. It was. It was most certainly a contributing factor to his death. Mm-hmm. There's there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think... I, I Yeah, I don't think the, the mania wouldn't have been where it was without that experience. Yeah. I, that's conjecture. Yeah. You know, who knows? But, but, you know, you're dealing with a lot of repressed trauma exactly. and stuff. Exactly. Um, and, you know, then once... Once you have all the, the money and, and alcohol and drugs at your yeah. disposal, uh, like... In an average day life, like if you're a regular person and you've got trauma, like obviously, like you're gonna process that in some way. But you also have like a lot of real life stresses to distract right. you from your problems. You right. know, like you got to worry about where rent's coming from. You have to, you know, make find a job. Like all these other things. Once you have the space of clarity that money provides, yeah. where you don't have those immediate stresses anymore, you get the opportunity to self reflect on for some sure. things and. You know, he was probably like for the first time, like had money, privilege, and freedom, and he started just you know thinking yeah. a lot about that really weird man that yeah. was really into him when he was a kid. And he was like, oh, that was uh, he did a bad thing, he didn't did, he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a bad thing. Wasn't exactly, it? Yeah. and then I'm sure. You know, most people struggle with like, well, no, it it wasn't bad. You know, mm-hmm. it was fine. Yeah, like it it happened, but it was fine. Mm-hmm. But then in the back of your head, you know that it wasn't right. Yeah, you know? because if you admit that a bad thing happened, then you have to come to terms with that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, he was doing these movies like he did Giant, where he is playing like a guy who's he's back in the quiet dirt. You know, oh, like he's doing movies that I would imagine remind him a lot of growing up in Indiana. Interesting. And that's got to yeah. bring back. A right. flood of memories, yeah. you know, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's like that. Yeah, man, I think uh, I definitely had to bring it to you here today. Yeah, absolutely. We made a lot of jokes, but it is never too early to get help. For sure. And also, if you see a walking red flag, investigate this. Dude, like, yeah. never assume that someone in your community is an upstanding person because they're in a position of power. Yep. In fact, that should make you question them more. Yeah, man. Because people abuse power. And I grew up in the church. And mm-hmm. I would tell you, uh, there's nothing more dangerous than like a youth pastor with an acoustic guitar. <laughs> like, <laughs> there you talk about. I I saw some shit back in mm-hmm. my day. You know, growing yeah. up in Mississippi in the church, mm-hmm. there were a lot of. Uh, this is not uncommon. I'll just yeah. say that. You know, a uh, yeah. a very young hot pastor being involved with someone who's way underage or mm-hmm. even slightly underage yeah. is uh, it's pretty rampant. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's it's important to be vigilant because it doesn't always feel like abuse at the beginning, right? And uh, but it is, it is, and it is bad, and yeah. it's going to make you drive a car way too fast yeah. later on in life. Yep. So definitely, so definitely, so get on that early. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was the molestation chunk of this episode. Uh, sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we joked our way through it. Yeah. We, we, we cope with trauma of jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but back to the CAG. So in Fairmount High School, James was actually like a good student. He was he, he was like a baseball player, basketball. He did public speaking. He was part of like a public Just speaking club. Just one of those kids that was good at everything. Yeah, yeah. He was like... Yeah. Which is an ADD trait. Like, right. Because an element of ADD is you, you hyper-focus on something, you get really good at it, and then you move on. You yeah, know what I mean? So sure. it's it's like, uh, yeah, I think like a lot of a lot of these like uh, multifaceted individuals are probably just all undiagnosed ADD. Definitely. I'm, <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. 
And uh, also, much to the dismay of his Quaker aunt and uncle and his father, while he was in high school, I mean, look, he's been reading Shakespeare, listening mm-hmm. to Tchaikovsky all this time. He joins the drama club in ah, high school. He started acting in cool. high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was frowned upon. <laughs> they had a drama program in Indiana? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, cool. You know, I guess they had maybe... It was probably a church thing or something, mm, but uh, yeah, do those yeah. church plays? Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, he's just playing Jesus all the time. Yeah, yeah. but uh, he joined the drama club while living on the farm, hanging with Pastor DeWeird and going to high school. His dad went to World War II mm-hmm. and then comes back, and he oh, he came back, he came back, okay, and uh, he married some lady, you know, stepmom. James didn't really even know them all that much, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, um, he, uh, him and his dad never reconnected. Not anywhere? really. It was heartbreaking, man. I'll get into it in part two a little bit more. Okay. But even when he was a mega movie star, it's like a story of him showing up at his dad's house, and he's just mm-hmm. like, "Look, like I'm a, I'm a success." And mm-hmm. his dad was like, "Yeah, but I was still, I still don't like you. Yeah, you know, like it's still just not for me, kid. <laughs> you're you know? still not for me. <laughs> you're just not my type. You know, I don't like method acting. I don't like. Yeah, he's like, I like that Marlon Brando. If you want to send him by here, you know, <laughs> just, I'm just, I hate your movies. By the way, you know, he's like, I think you're a terrible actor. Like he was just a real. I don't know what uh, what his yeah. what his dad's deal was. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like you can't admit that you were wrong about him. Yeah, so it's just easier to for you, not easier for the kid. Yeah, but easier for you to just be like, no, I still hate you, even though like deep down you're like, I fucked up, fucked up, man. Damn. Uh, Similar thing. Did you ever watch? um, uh, I think it was Rocket Man. I think Uh, it was Rocket Man, or maybe it was Human Rhapsody. I don't know. Those movies bleed together in my mind. uh, Uh, But there was a scene exactly like that, where like uh, he went back to his dad, and his dad was still just like, I don't, don't care. Yeah. I don't so care. You, you play piano, so what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't affect me none. That's crazy to me. I don't even like your music. It's like at least pretend you <laughs> like your kids so you can get rich. You know? <laughs> like damn. Like yeah, actually I do love you, and yeah. I'm behind my mortgage. I mean, hey, that's that's pure hate. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't even love for money. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like it's not even worth it to me yeah. to like my kid for for lots of money. Hey, like, I got a comfortable life. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't pay me to like this kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say. When he graduated high school, he's ready to get the fuck out of the quiet dirt. Time to leave. Time to move out of Indiana. Um, he actually he moved with he had a dog Max at the time, so he moved back to California, May 1949, with his dog. And he did live with his dad and stepmother at this time. Actually, uh, I think it was like basically like uh, you can stay here for now, but you know, get, mm-hmm. get out, you know, as soon as possible. Uh, he enrolled in Santa Monica College, where he majored in pre-law at first. Whoa. Which is exactly what I went to school for, actually. Cool. Yeah, yeah. He and I have a lot of, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I had a cool pastor as a kid, too, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> not really. Love Tchaikovsky. <laughs> Love Tchaikovsky. I was always sprawled out reading Shakespeare. <laughs> Bear rug in the fireplace. Doing yoga poses. Burt Reynolds is there for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, he transferred to UCLA for one semester. So he went from Santa Monica College to UCLA, which, again, this is just back in those days. Like you said, you can just be a dentist. Back in these days, you could just go to UCLA. <laughs> you know, it was just like, I think I want to go to UCLA. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. And uh, it was at UCLA that he changed his major to drama. He, okay. Yeah, and he was going to major in drama, and his dad said, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Do not come back. Like, now you're full-on, like, yeah. actor kid. Yeah. We don't want nothing to do with you, yeah. you know? A lawyer was one thing. It's no, it's no sheep herder, yeah. but, you know, it's... Yeah. it's <laughs> you could, maybe you could do farm law. Farm you law. Know? Yeah, uh, you could do some farm law. That'd be great. Maybe I'll like you a little bit after that, if you become a farm lawyer in the quiet dirt. But if you're going to sit here and be a drama, <laughs> drama major at UCLA... It's, it's just... It doesn't compute for me at all, yeah, you know, so but crazy. I don't know. Uh, again, his dad was an enigma, and yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to figure it out. <laughs> so, while at UCLA, Dean was picked from a group of 350 actors. So it all comes full circle here. He was picked from a group of 350 actors to portray Malcolm in Macbeth, in my favorite Shakespearean play. Ah, he'd been reading all that Shakespeare, word. man. He yeah, probably he was prepared. Knew it. He, he was, was prepared. He was prepped. Yeah. I mean, he had like a. Uh, 
probably a searing pain in his yeah, head yeah, while he's yeah, doing it, yeah. but, you know, he remembers it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> trauma, they, they always told me in high school, trauma is the best way to remember your studies. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, they're like, if you need to remember what year uh, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, right. I'll cut your finger off while I read that to you, and I promise you will never forget that fucking year. That's a weird education yeah. system right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. luckily I, mean, I had I had 11 fingers, so they right. actually did help. Right. Okay. <laughs> And you remember now that it was 1542 mm-hmm, that exactly. Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea. I could never remember. It, 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 actually, I could never remember the, what. Which who the fuck cares? But like, I could never remember that because it was a rhyme. But a lot of fucking things rhyme with ocean yeah. blue. Yeah, that's anything very true. that ends in two. Yeah. So like, I know the last number in the sequence. I don't. Rem- there was never a way for me to remember the first one. So like, it's yeah. easy. It rhymes. I was like, it's it's two. Two is the part that rhymes. The rest of it doesn't. Uh, and but, for those of the, uh, that are yelling at me, I was kidding. It's fourteen ninety two. Of course. Come on. Okay. New to me. New to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he gets picked to portray Malcolm and Macbeth. Macbeth, man, goes so hard. You guys, everybody go watch on Apple TV. Denzel mm-hmm. Washington's Macbeth, Francis McNorman. Mm. They're all like, by the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes, mm. man. You know? And they're like, the bell invites me. Hear it not, Duncan, for it is a knell that summons thee to heaven or to hell bro it's metal man no wonder that pastor was so fucking cool i would have i would have hung out with him too if i can read Macbeth, i'm fine you know just just hot fire bro uh, Macbeth. <laughs> yeah Everybody midsummer could... night's dream is always my favorite yeah midsummer night's dream that was just that was just a jolly time yeah that was just a jolly sex romp yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. just like let's fuck in the summer you know <laughs> in the woods <laughs> it's hot out here let's go fuck in the woods i was like <laughs> i think i think that's the log line to the play <laughs> it's hot out here let's go fuck <laughs> you fuck him i'll fuck her and we they all let's read each that other. in school yeah, they sure did. Uh, yeah, they actually I, made us read that. At school. Yeah, they made us read it too. And <laughs> I remember like, being like, "All right, I'm in for a fuck story." You know, you guys want to give me this at ninth grade? You get you get some pastors reading it with me. You know, in his Cadillac. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, no, school had some weird books that they had us read. Man. Yeah, like there was some weird stuff. There was like. Mm-hmm. Why do you want us to know this? You know, <laughs> why like, is this required? Why is this required of me? <laughs> like, there's books that had nothing to do with anything. No, like, no, no, yeah. no. yeah. Uh, Great Gatsby's a weird one too. Oh my! Why? <laughs> why? And Great Gatsby is like universally required reading in yeah. America. Like, if you go to an American school, yeah. you will be required to read a story about how <laughs> 1920s cokeheads, uh, jazz musicians and rich people <laughs> fucked each other and like uh cuckolded <laughs> another man and killed a wife and like it's why are we here why are we i'm in the eighth grade like i don't know anything about the new egg or like the fucking eyes, eyes of tj eckleberg of tj eckleberg that is drilled into my head yeah man never learned Absolutely. that fucking year but i remember yeah. tj eckleberg and i'm a big great gatsby fan i now. love it too I love yeah it too. i love it too I, I loved it then i was just always just like i don't yeah. Why, why do we get to read this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only do we get to read it, we're required. Yeah. We'll make a bad grade if we don't read the 20 sex story, you know? like the and, and then Tom killed the woman with his car, you know? It's like, oh, I I guess I'm going to go to football practice now. Like, I don't you know, it's like, I <laughs> so many kids are reading this book just like I don't know what all this means like, I, I, I don't know why we need to read this but uh <laughs> 1951 comes along so that's when are we now January 1951 Jimmy when are we, when are we? he drops out of UCLA uh, to become a full time actor basically okay. he's like I did Macbeth mm-hmm. you know I think I got this shit my, I had no support left. He has no dad. He has no aunt and uncle, mm. which for him was probably the best. It was just yeah. like, now I can just go do whatever the fuck I yeah. want. You know, it's freedom. Like, yeah, freedom. And he's in L.A. So it's time, baby. And actually, that's where we're going to leave you off. Oh. Yeah, that is where we're going to leave you off. Part one of James Dean next week. Going to be a Jimmy Stravaganza over here. We're going to bring you part two and three next week. And I'll tell you all about how a very young man changed the course of history Mm. and cemented himself into culture forever. 
uh, and died at 24 fucking years old. You know. Wow. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who's confused about the release schedule, that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So basically, we we, we uh, ever since switching to the new schedule, um, we had not anticipated uh, what would happen when we ran into what used to be a two-parter. So, like, now it's like we take what would be a one-parter, we split into two parts. Uh, But if you recall, you know, from, like, uh, uh, even just recently is uh, uh, Ocean's Eleven, some episodes are just naturally, like, two parts. Uh, It would just be way too much for one episode. We're like, well, fuck, what do we do? Do we split into four episodes? That seems excessive. So we decided to compromise with uh, three episodes. So uh, this episode is coming out on what used to be our regular day Wednesday, and then next week... Part two will be on Tuesday. Tuesday. Part three will be on Thursday. Yeah. So we have a split week. Again, we're still figuring this new schedule system out. Yeah. We would love feedback. Uh, love it. We would love feedback of any kind, yeah. by the way. Please. Comment on our Instagram. Just yeah. comment on the most recent posts. Let us know what you think about stuff. Or tweet at us. Yeah, and, and for those of you that have been, thank you so much. We mm-hmm. we love you guys. We're so happy to be doing this. We're so happy that you're listening. It seems like some people are really... Uh, taking to this you know yeah. i think i think i think we i think we got something going here we're, we're, we're doing a thing yeah and yeah. you never have to worry about us saying something too outlandish. we're not joe rogan yeah no, we're not no. gonna we're not gonna say the n-word no and uh i won't tell you not to get vaccinated no you know? yeah i would never yeah. do either of those things except <laughs> we're just gonna tell you a bunch of pedophile jokes. yeah we'll tell you some pedophile stuff though don't yeah. get us wrong uh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah we'll make some we'll make some jokes there you know a little bit on the edge yeah for sure we'll, we'll get canceled for that one in yeah. a couple years that's <laughs> all good yeah Hey, uh, we, we put a disclaimer that pedophile is bad. Yeah. Pedophile is bad. Pedophile is bad. Mm-hmm. Pedophile not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pedo. The official no. stance of film yeah. history, history of film. <laughs> Pedo rhymes with no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Give them your socials there. So you can Drake find me. Cummings. You can find me at Drake Cummings on Instagram, at Drake underscore Cummings on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Hollywood Drake. My TikTok's been doing numbers. Go and help. Uh, I put out a, uh, I wrote and uh, acted in and uh, put together this uh, comedic uh, short. Uh, it's pretty high yeah. production values. Uh, shot on like a real nice movie camera. Yeah. Uh, go check that out. It's on my YouTube. It's also on my Instagram. Like on IGTV. It's called Nothing Personal. And uh, yeah, it's uh, you can, again find on my my YouTube is Straight Cummings. It's small right now. We'll be growing it, or you can find my Instagram. But yeah, Nothing Personal on YouTube. Uh, check it out it's hilarious thank you very appreciate it very funny a lot of work went into it I had to edit it and I'm not an editor so this took a while but I'm I'm happy with the way it came out oh and Drake and I got to act in something together here recently that's gonna be coming out soon can't wait to plug that shit yes uh, cannot wait we got to to put on our action hats yeah Yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe it's gonna be a fun year it's It's gonna be a fun year it's gonna be a good year and you can Follow all of it on my socials. And uh, James, where can they find you? Uh, well, and they can also find Dev at uh, Sailor Dev all over the place and also on some unmarked plane uh, going to some part of the world. You know, yeah. who knows? Yeah. He'll, he'll let you know. But uh, you can find us at Film History, the History of Film, all over socials, FHHF Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me either at Jimmy Deloy or James White Scott, depending on where you're looking for me. And you can also find me driving my motorcycle around the quiet dirt, reciting poetry and picking up all the naughty kids. (laughs) (laughs) And that's been Film History. The The History of Film! You know what I'm talking about!